me, all of you are now looking to another person or source of information to validate what you may have just seen on season 25 of The Bachelor. And uh, I think all of you are feeling the same way I am with Matt on the Victoria pick. And I think right away when she was introduced, I knew in the back of my mind from how that dynamic of like where she is from and what she's about and what she has done has worked on this show. I mean, we saw it with Alea in Peter's season last year, and it didn't work out too well. And that's something that I always wonder about is why, like, get involved in drama, start drama, because I can't think of any of recent where that actually has ended up working out for the girl or the guy at the end of that experience. And hey, by the way, maybe some of them don't even aren't even looking for that. And I think after each season of Bachelorette, Bachelor, Paradise, Winter Games, all that, I think that intention starts to come out a little bit more as it's portrayed on the show. But I think at this point, it was definitely a gut punch to see him pick her, Victoria, of course. But I also had hope that he wasn't going to, and it really got down to that point where he might not have because it was the final rose. And usually how that works out is all of you know, she probably gets a rose a little bit earlier on just because the dynamic of the show likes to keep the drama there and all the above. So that's the Victoria thing. I, I, again, I, I don't have anything else to say about it. I think it's brutal, but I think as each week we get along, girls will start to not get roses and she may be one of the earlier exits that we see but also if she sticks around I wouldn't be surprised too but one thing we also know this year is more girls are going to be integrated down the stretch and that also creates for another interesting dynamic that is going to be very intriguing to see how it plays out but I love night one I always have. I think anybody that loves the franchise knows that night one always has the excitement and the jitters and and everybody watching it feels the same way, of course. But it was very interesting to see how they started with Katie's gift out of the limo. And as a marketing manager that she is, I thought that was rather funny at the time. And of course, as the episode played along, we found that to not be as funny because of what she did interrupting people's time. I think what she did to Mari was, I mean, that was brutal. But again, I also know there's so much time in the night to have have a conversation and she had to kind of do it. And it wasn't only just Katie, to be fair, it was every girl prancing at the opportunity to get that one-on-one time to maybe get that first impression rose. But uh, yeah, when... Katie tapped Mari on the shoulder with that object. If I was Mari, I would have been pissed about it. I think she was. She was just very good at keeping it under control, which is another theme of this season and many seasons that you have to be able to do. So that was very interesting. And I think what was awesome was at the beginning, and I love how they do this, they talk about Matt and they talk about what he's about. And my take on it, and I feel like all of you guys feel the same way, he's the perfect pick. And it's very rare that I say that because sometimes there aren't perfect picks. And as he mentioned, 
he's not perfect and there are things that he can work on to become a better person and maybe somebody in that house of women may help lead to that. But I loved how he was super open about his fear of getting heartbroken as all of us are and the fear of being vulnerable. Like that is something that's not easy for everybody and it's really comes down to how often and when more importantly that you're going to be able to do that. And one thing that he said really stuck with me and was the quote of the show, maybe even the season. So the perfect life is the one you live and that could be interpreted in so many ways. And for me, I see that as all of you live your lives in certain ways and which ways you do it and different things every single day. And sure, it may not be perfect, but it's perfect in your eyes. And more importantly, the in between the lines of that quote is there's room for improvement and the word perfect in any sentence or quote or whatever it is carries a lot and there is a lot of responsibility with that as he had mentioned he felt being the bachelor this season the first black bachelor which I love how he did that I think that conversation he had with Chris about what it meant to to be that figure and in, in, in that guy and that voice uh, for the bachelor franchise for the first time in its history is something to definitely talk about and I really loved and I think probably a lot of you did too how he talked about the the perception that people have of one another about this is who you're supposed to be with and this is who you know people say it's supposed to go down with and I think what Chris Harrison said to him was super comforting and warm which was like whoever that person is at the end of this process you will know and it really doesn't matter because you're going to find the perfect person for you. So I, I thought that intro obviously is is something super good that they continuously do. And I think with a guy like Matt, who I really don't see any red flags, flaws, you name it. I don't I don't see that at all. So that's definitely good for the, di- the dynamic of the show. And I think as we continue to go along this process of each episode each week, you know, we've seen previews of him in situations where he's not doing as well but again it's a process it's a process that's not normal and to a guy like Matt who has never been involved in the show it's totally understandable and respectable in a regard so that was definitely uh, something that they did that was really cool I love that they do it every single year and it's one of the really reasons why it's my favorite night of the year in regard to the franchise so getting to first impressions, and by the way, we're going to get to my three picks who I think are going to be there at the end of this experience for Matt on his journey to find love, but we're going to get to that a little bit later. We're going to talk about a couple of first impressions, how the kind of night went a little bit, and just some of the other characters that are involved this season, but I will get to the three people that I feel at the end of this process will be there. Now, I know it could be subject to change and I feel like for all of you who have watched the the franchise for years Bachelor Bachelorette Paradise all of the shows including by the way listen to your heart which I believe will overtake the Bachelor and the Bachelorette even though those are extremely big in and in themselves listen to your heart if you haven't seen it go back and watch last season it was the first season of it it could not have been any more perfect and I think it gelled really well and that's the reason why you're going to see that continue down a path of great 
success. But we're going to get to those three picks. And as I was mentioning, it's going to change. And I think it will change because more girls that we don't know about are going to be integrated into the show. And sure, you can try and leak the girls and see which girls are going to be coming in at different time. But that's one thing that the the franchise is good at is confidentiality. And I think when we get the the women in the house and, and as they continue to be added, then we can maybe reassess those three picks. But the three picks that I have, I feel really good about. It's literally right after the show uh, that we're doing this. So they're kind of fresh in my mind. And I feel like at the end of this process for him are going to be there. So that's going to be something to be looking forward to. We'll get to that in a little bit, not too long, but stick around. We're going to have a good time. So I don't know if uh, any of you caught, but the Brie intro was very good. And I was expecting a lot more from her on the front of seeing her in the previews. And when Chris Harrison did the contestant reveal, the 32 women who were going to be on the show, the overviews and the updates about them. If you haven't seen it, you can go and check that out. Check that out. It's just very good to be refreshed on everybody, even though there are so many people in the process. But I was really expecting a little bit more from her on the intro, but I think Matt liked it enough as we saw toward the end when they did have that conversation one-on-one where she just feels super comfortable, and I think he does too. So she's definitely somebody to look out for. Another name to look out for, and I may or may not have her in the top three, is Jacinia. Jacinia is a girl that when she got out of the limo, you could see it in Matt's eyes. I mean, the word stunning is written all over that. And I think everybody at home felt that way. There's just a glow there. There's a certain feel. And I think Matt, as we saw in his eyes, at least I did, I'm pretty good at reading people, as you may know, uh, is going to take that adventure with her. But one thing, and, and hopefully doesn't spoil coming episodes is apparently there is some drama that she gets invested in and you gotta hate to see it when I heard that I just like was crushed for Matt because we all know that drama really never plays well and it's something that I never really have understood was like why get involved in drama within the show because it never plays out well I mean you look back at the uh, previous season of The Bachelorette and you have guys like Bennett and Noah, if you watched, who were just going back and forth with each other nonstop. And sure, Bennett was the one that got sent home first, but it also didn't work out for Noah too long after that either. So staying clear of drama is something that's really hard, and that's something that I really give credit to Dale for in last season of The Bachelorette before Tasha with Claire was he was getting a lot of shit. And guys were coming at him and, You know, he could have been doing things behind people's backs, whatever, but he was doing what he had to do to get Claire, and I respect that effort. And when there was jabs coming his way all of the time, you guys all saw that he just didn't say anything. He kept his head up high, and he was short, concise, and to the point, and that's how you have to be. Now, granted, even if Dale got into some drama last season, we all know that Claire still would have got him. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. But moral of the story, drama never really plays well at all. And then Mari comes along, the that intro. I don't know if you guys remember. But uh I remember at the end 
of the intro as she was walking up the steps into, I don't even think you call it a resort. It looked like a palace. But as she was walking in, Matt mentioned uh, something to the like of, have you ever met someone you don't know what to say? And he was asking that as like a, a question, but he was also saying that as a statement, like that is seriously real and there potentially could be something there off of first impressions. So the Mari intro is definitely something that I thought was super cool and something to keep your eye out for. And I think one thing that Mari talked about and, and really everybody talked about within the whole show, especially Matt, was finding common ground is always so damn important on night one because you have so many girls and it's hard to figure out which girls stick out. And sure, different girls can have a different glow and they can have a different feel and a different vibe to them. And that's, again, what makes that dynamic of the show work. But the common ground is something that really hits home on night one. And I I feel like with Mari, he was getting to that point with her a little bit, asking about Puerto Rico and how that whole dynamic works with the hurricanes and the earthquakes and everything that goes on there. And then obviously she was interrupted by the gift that Katie brought, which leads me to my other point of that gift started out good. I don't really want to say it had promise, but it ended up being really kind of one of the objects that we really wish didn't play a factor on night one. And and I think Mari feels the same way too. Uh, Getting to Serena C, there's two Serenas, of course. Serena C was interesting, and hearing what Chris Harrison said about her at the beginning, uh, even before night one on previews, was Matt never noticed that she faked that intro. And before I saw the sit-down with Chris Harrison, I was thinking to myself when I saw that preview, because that was one of the ones that leaked earlier, I feel like that's fake. And I would have picked up on that right away. And look, I love that you put that much effort in. Like, that's how I would have been and been super kind, genuine, and nice about it. But it was just too cheesy and too perfect of a way to get into the show that I feel like, at least I did, that it wasn't genuine. And then we soon later found out, as Chris Harrison mentioned, that uh, it wasn't real, but Matt did not know. So it worked out rather well. I thought that was something that was, again catching the eye of Matt for sure and I think Serena will be around in the dynamic of this show for a little bit the other intro what are we looking at here uh by the way we have names and people and god paper everywhere just trying to get the 32 girls down and obviously it's not 32 anymore because if you got sent home but the oh here we go so the Alana intro with the spaghetti was interesting that was the first kiss of the night for Matt that was something that I feel like he, at that point, was feeling super nervous about. The jitters, you can see it and you can understand it and try to understand with, try to understand what he's going through in that moment. And I think that first kiss that of the night would allow her to be at least around for a little bit longer and, and have Matt a little bit more curious about her, which, by the way, I would be too. So, Nalana with a spaghetti, that was actually a nice touch. I like that. Um... Kylie, another woman involved in this season, she wore the lingerie and it was very well noticed by Matt, pun intended, but I feel like it got to the point where she wasn't getting noticed and as the attention as much because with Matt coming into this process and people coming into the process 
of this show, their mindset, especially with The Bachelors, is Matt is trying to find, as you guys know, the next person that's going to complete him, whatever that looks like. I don't know. We don't know yet. And with an intro like Kylie, that's sure can be intriguing, interesting. And even Matt said, I love the confidence that she has wearing that on night one in front of all of the other girls, which I also would have agreed with him on too. Like that is not easy to do. And I think Matt liked that a lot. So we'll see how that dynamic plays out. Another interesting character, and this is somebody to keep your eye on, keep your eye out on this season, Kit. Kit rolls up in a Bentley, and immediately, before knowing anything about her, seeing her talk, all of the above, I immediately go to her having Bennett vibes. Not the vibes that Bennett had personality-wise, they're totally different, but just the the preppy, the rich, the, all of the above, The which there's nothing wrong with it, that there's nothing wrong with it at all. But Kit gives off that vibe when she comes into Bentley. And the way that she says, find me inside to uh, Matt, when she literally, she was looking at him, and as they were about to let go of each other and she was going to walk up the steps into the palace, we're going to call it, she said, find me inside. And the way that she said it, maybe a lot of you remember, was very attractive. And when you don't hear that a lot from many of the girls who were already met Matt like on night one that already met him most of the girls didn't say anything like that and there was just a way that she said it that was really intriguing so I think Kit is definitely somebody who could be there in the end uh, as well we'll get to that in a little bit and then we get to Victoria after Kit and maybe this was well placed I don't know but Victoria has Alea written all over her, as I mentioned, from Peter's season. I don't think she has a shot in hell. I actually do have a gut instinct that she does get sent home within the next two weeks, maybe next week. Again, I don't know any information that you do. I don't know any more than you do, excuse me. Um, but yeah, I don't think that she has a shot in hell. Major Alea vibes from Peter's season. And by the way, I, I still think about why Peter allowed her to re-enter herself in the last season of The Bachelor. If you don't remember, I know that was such a long time ago, but I hope that doesn't happen with Matt. And I think, again, Matt and Peter are two different people. And you can just tell the way that Matt is brought up, his character, everything about him is like the perfect fit for this role. So it's going to be very, very interesting by the way, we should get a count on how many times I've said that word. But the night one's always interesting. What am I going to say? But we should really take note how long she sticks around for. Because I don't think Matt keeps her around long. I think he sees right through her bullshit. And to be honest with you, night one, Victoria thought that there was all of this chemistry with Matt. She saw him twice. She was going at him. They were holding hands. She was giving him a bracelet, whatever was going on. Looking into Matt's eyes, and again, doing it from TV shows a little bit different, I feel like there is no chemistry there at all. And I mentioned earlier, I feel like he probably kept her around because she got to him twice. And I think that's something that he thought of was like, okay, well, this girl came and saw me twice, interrupted me twice. We're going to see what she's about, even though I don't think there was any vibe there at all. Even though as much as Victoria thinks there was, I don't think there is. And I think we saw her being villain numero uno whenever 
Kit was sitting down on the steps in the front of the palace with Matt. They were having a good conversation. They were really about to start having a conversation, I should say. And Victoria then comes up and calls her a princess and says the queen is here or something like that. So that was very cringy, and there are going to be plenty of those this season, I'm sure, as there are every single season. So I don't know how Kit helped held it together, because if I was her, I definitely would not have been able to. So definitely major, major props to Kit on what she did there. And then after all the intros happen, and I think, again, there's a lot of things that are going on now, especially with this episode, we're trying to figure out what works, what doesn't. Some events are kind of splattered all over the place, and I think, again, the show does a good job of trying to keep them all together so you're not lost. But I really loved, and this was probably my favorite moment of the night, and maybe we'll do that every week. We'll just pick a favorite moment. But I think for me, and maybe for many of you too, when Matt walks in the room with all the women, and usually, you know, he gives a little intro and a little toast, whatever, and he takes that moment to pray. I think that moment right there told us everything that we need to know about Matt's character, about his integrity, his values, and all of the above. Even if all 32 of those women at the time weren't religious, never really prayed before, didn't do anything like that, that was a major, major A-plus move that Matt pulled there. And I, I don't even think it was like a move that he like was thinking and, and strategically picking. I think that's just his innate self, genuine self of being that kind, genuine, honest guy. By the way, we got to stop saying genuine. Um, but yeah, that was interesting to see how that played out. So... Um, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty much night one in a wrap. The, the something to keep out and look out for, I think, more than anything now, is the rift that Mari and Katie have is is going to be something to just keep your eye on. As I mentioned already a couple times, it was funny at first what Katie did with the object that she brought, but I don't think it's it's going to be that funny as the episodes continue to play out. And I think all of you guys will see that. So um, that's something to keep your eye out for. Also, Victoria, I don't know how long, how much longer she stays. I don't think much longer. I think Matt sees right through it. I did love how Bree and Matt found common ground, as he spoke about earlier in the episode. And he spoke about it being so important. And I think, Bree, you can just see him. You could see Matt and Bree have that connection or at least calmness and confidence as both of them also talked about. Keep your eye on that. Also, I did not see the Abigail thing coming in like it did. I think that was, as the conversation heated up a little bit, I could see that it maybe was going to get to the point where they were going to kiss, but I wasn't sure of it. And I think at the beginning, whenever Abigail made her like entrance out of the limo, Matt really noticed that. And when Abigail was super vulnerable about that process, about like what you know disability she may have or you know, what she experiences, I think that hit something with Matt. And I think we all see that as well. So that was kind of the episode in a nutshell. Now there was kind of a lot there, but that's my initial reaction to it. If you guys have thoughts, of course, for many of you who haven't listened to other episodes that we've done on 
advice and relationships and career that, by the way, will now be airing on Thursday every single week as long with these episodes on Monday following The Bachelor. Um, you can email, I almost forgot there, you can email standardprocedurepodcast at gmail.com if you have any thoughts, you want to chime in, or you can DM me on Instagram. You guys all know where I am at. So now we're at the point. Oh yeah, before I get to this, future bachelorettes. This is a, a topic that we might continuously get more detailed on on each episode of girls who I think could be really, really good bachelorettes in the future if it doesn't work out. And I'm going to actually mention one of them in my prediction for the final three at the end of this process for Matt. But first, before we get to that, I want to tell all of you about something that I've taken pride in this year, and that's really getting a a head start on my well-being and my health. Look, it's a new year. I know that last year was super tough for people, and you probably did a lot of sitting at home, sitting on the couch, not really doing much. And now it's time, more than ever, to tackle your health and well-being, and better not to do it with Vessel Health. By the way, Vessel is also partnered with Jordan Rogers, who is a former Bachelorette contestant, as many of you know out there in Bachelor Nation. But Vessel provides real wellness data in an instant right at your home. It's never been easier to look, feel, and perform at your best. Vessel tests essential health metrics from nutrition and hydration to stress levels to help you feel, look, and perform better. The brand takes a revolutionary approach to help people understand and optimize their health through an at-home assessment, very easy, by the way, personalized action plans, very important, and my favorite, an ongoing progress monitoring to make sure that you are staying on track. And of course, Vessel is backed by science, and its team of doctors, scientists, and nutritionists have compiled over 100 peer-reviewed studies that power your food, supplement, hydration, and stress relief recommendations within the app. Three simple steps, guys. I figured it out, so you should have no problem. Test Step one, you use a test card. You pee on the test card, and in about two to three minutes, you get your results. And while you're getting those results within the two to three minutes, by the way, this is for both guys and girls. Everybody loves it. They're starting to get really big. But while you're getting your results within the app, there's a doctor that comes on there and and tells you what's happening within that test card. And then when the two to three minutes is up, you get personalized results with about 10 plus wellness indicators and you get an instant understanding of what nutrition and lifestyle changes that are going to have the biggest impact in your life. And my favorite thing is you can take action. So Vessel has personalized food and supplement plans, lifestyle recommendations. They have a sleep plan for you, a workout plan for you. And I actually released my results on Instagram. And um, I can't even talk now, by the way. I released those results on Instagram. And I know for me, my magnesium levels were rather low. And ever since Vessel came into my life, They helped craft a plan to increase those levels. And what does magnesium do, you're thinking? Well, now I'm sleeping so much better at night. I really am. And I want all of you to get a head start on your health this year and prioritize that because it really is the most important thing in your life. And you can do that by heading over to VesselHealth.com. That is V-E-S-S-E-L-Health.com. And use my code ANT50. 
for 50% off of your first month. You can do a monthly plan, a six-month plan, I think even a year plan, or I think something around that. So maybe you're thinking, okay, let me do a month plan. What does that include? You get four test cards. You can do one every week, maybe one every two weeks, one every month, split it out over four months. Who knows? But the app is free. It's super easy. And you can go over to VesselHealth.com and use my code ANT50 for 50% off of your first month. So if you go there right now and you don't have the code in, it says the first month is about $50 a month. And when you use my code, that goes down to $25 a month. So you can really do one month for $25. You get four test cards and you get instant results on your health that you should be prioritizing more than ever right now. That's Vessel. And out of all of the companies that we have been partnered with through this previous great year, which I want to thank all of you who have listened before, we've continued to grow at a rate that I wasn't expecting. And it's really awesome to see that process continue. But out of all the companies that we've partnered with, I love all of them. And sure, we turn many down because I don't want to have 100 and 150 companies. It's just too hard to keep track of everything and give everybody my best. Vessel is probably up there in the top three of companies that we love to promote, especially of recent, because of what they do and what they can provide to all of you. So again, you can head over to VesselHealth.com and use my code ANT50 at checkout for 50% off of your first month. So now what you guys have all been waiting for is my top three. And I feel like for all of you who have watched The Bachelor before and Bachelorette and every show within the franchise, you feel that your top three is it after night one. And you have this feeling that this is going to be it. These are going to be the people at the end. And I know for me, I I think of the last maybe four seasons, I hit about two out of the last three, which is pretty good. 66%, you're passing. I mean, you're okay. And I think this year, it might not be 66%. It could be 33%. It could be 100 It could be zero. And I think now, as we all know, more girls are going to be integrated into the process. It could be subject to change and we can give an updated prediction for the final three at the end of maybe even each episode which we may end up doing but my prediction three girls who I think will be there at the end format number one Abigail I think what we saw on night one her and him having that connection and especially leading up to the kiss which by the way he only had two of those on night one so that's something to be mindful of But there was a connection there with Abigail, and I think we'll see how that continues to play out. So she's definitely number one of a potential being there at the end. Number two, Rachel. She was the young lady who was moved by Matt's move when he walked into the room of the 32 women, giving that prayer at the beginning and just making everyone feel at ease and comfort. She was the one that you guys saw being a little bit emotional about it. And her chemistry with Matt that we've seen so far, I feel was really good. I think there is a lot to build from it. And I think that's super important with these three picks I'm going to give you of Abigail and now Rachel. And then we'll get to the next one in a second. There is so much room to build. And that's kind of what I always base it off of. And I think maybe many of you do too. So I think there's a ton there with Rachel. And I think Abigail on first impressions probably hit it off the best. But 
Uh, another young woman who he actually ended up picking first in the rose ceremony was Brie. Brie was a girl that I can remember getting previews on before the season started of somebody that I really did think was going to be there with Matt at the end. Hopefully she doesn't get involved in any drama because as we saw, or we're going to see which Jacinia, I almost botched her name, she apparently gets involved in drama and that's very detrimental usually to someone within this experience. So those are my three, Abigail, Rachel, and Bree. I do think out of all three of those, I think he has built a lot with Abigail already a little bit, a, a lot of common ground, as that has been the central theme of night one. I think Rachel, there's definitely some common ground there, but a little bit to work on. And out of all three of them, I feel like there is so much room for growth with Matt and Bree. It's it's crazy. And I think we're going to see it as the weeks continue to go down and hopefully for the better. So those are my final three. It could be subject to change. As all of you know, new girls are going to be integrated into this process. And uh, it will be very interesting. That's probably the last time I'll say that on this episode. To see how that plays out for the rest of this season. So that was night one of The Bachelor. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I definitely did. But we'll see. Night two or week two, I guess, is, is going to be very, here we go again, interesting to say the least, just because there's so much we don't know a lot about on, on different like girls. So that will create a very intriguing dynamic. So the plan for these episodes, as I, was, as I already mentioned, maybe some of you don't know, I'm a little bit well-connected within this world of people that have done the shows before Bachelor, Bachelorette, Paradise, Winter Games. Not listen to your heart yet, although we are working on something. But the plan is to get guests from the experience. And I I don't know how we're going to implement that because I don't want to have a guest on a Monday when they may or may not be watching this season of the show Just because, yeah, okay, maybe they did it and it's a part of their life now and maybe they pay a little bit more attention to it than they did before, they may not as much now. So we're not going to force somebody to come on here and talk about it. So we might do maybe three episodes a week. So you got Mondays, we got the Bachelor recap, a little bit of just maybe what you saw and reaffirming what you saw, a little bit of different opinion from a guy here. And uh, then Thursday, we're going to get the keep the, the same episode structure on career advice, relationship advice for really girls and guys just trying to figure it out. So I really love that dynamic and that's really been the backbone of this show. And then maybe a third episode if we do get a guest each week, but also with guests, like I'm making it very clear, they have to be somebody that's going to be impactful for all of you. And that's seriously something that I, I want to make sure of. I don't want to just get random people. As all of you know, I could have somebody in an instance, every show, multiple people. It's not how we want to do it. So when we do get them, you guys will be well connected and you could be well connected by seeing me on Instagram as all of you maybe do. And if you don't, you probably know where I am at. So that was the first night of the Bachelor recap. Hope you guys enjoyed. Hopefully it wasn't too jumbled. We're still trying to figure things out. We got literally papers everywhere and headshots of people. So that is definitely interesting also that's the last time i'm saying that enjoy the music and uh i'll talk to all of you later bye